Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Oops, still not it. Wow, why do they have an entire room just for shoes? That's mental. I muttered to myself as I closed the door. I swear, that was like the 20th door I'd opened. This place was insane. I had no idea which door would lead to my bedroom. To be honest, I've never been anywhere this lavish before in my entire life. Okay, it's now down to this door or that one over there. Wish me luck. But as I reached for the doorknob, I heard a voice. Hey, what prank you trying to pull on me again? I caught you red-handed this time, Gabby. Startled, I turned around, and, oh wow, there was this super cute guy standing there, looking so smug with himself. So this must be Jaden, the annoying big brother that Gabby had told me about. Only, he didn't seem annoying to me. But, right, I needed to stay in character, so I replied, Um, yeah, guess I was just too busy thinking about stuff that I didn't watch where I was going. Take it easy, bro. Then I immediately fled to the other room while Jaden watched me in confusion. Phew, that was a close one. And, wow, was Gabby a princess or something? She lived in a literal palace. Look at her room. Oh, you must be wondering. Yes, I'm not Gabby. I'm Nancy. So how come Jaden didn't realize that I was not his sister? Now, let me tell you, that's one wild story. I was just a normal teenager, living my peaceful life in the Missouri countryside. My family doesn't have a lot of money, so I worked part-time in a nearby diner, so I could save up for college. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I knew I was lucky to have my loving family. They're my everything. So, anyway, it wasn't uncommon for schools from St. Louis to arrange trips out here to show the kids what country life was like. And on days like those, the diner could get pretty hectic, and today was no exception. By the time my shift finished, I was a tired, sweaty mess, so I took the scenic route home to unwind. 
That's when I heard this girl screaming for help. She must have slipped and fell into this ditch. I quickly found a big branch to help pull her out of there. Then she brushed the dirt off her as she said, Thanks. But as she looked up at me, OMG. We both jumped up in such a fright that we almost stumbled back into the ditch. She looked exactly like me. I pinched myself to check I wasn't hallucinating or something. I mean, I was super exhausted from work. We stared at each other gormlessly for a bit. Then she suddenly reached out her hand and slapped me. Ouch! I raised my eyebrows at her, and she just grinned back. Oops, sorry. Just checking this isn't a dream. That's when I saw it. Her bracelet. The pendant on it was a strange shape. A strange shape like mine. I held out my wrist to slot my bracelet's pendant into hers, and it formed a butterfly. What's more, carved on the back of it was our birthday, November 3rd. Oh my god, no wonder why. I always asked my parents why they bought me such an ugly bracelet. Turns out it was two halves of a hole? She shrieked. So, do you think we're... twins? I was still in shock, but I managed to mutter out, Must be. She excitedly clapped her hands together, then pulled me into a hug. She said her name was Gabby, and her field trip was so dull that she wandered off, then ended up lost and stuck. Then I told her about my loving family, and she told me about her city life. I thought her life sounded awesome, but she didn't think so. Nah, it's seriously so boring over there. I just want a happy, drama-free life like yours. It makes sense now. I see why my parents love my brother more than me. I'm obviously adopted. But, hey, at least you have your friends and get to go to a good school. School? That's the worst part. I hate it. Then she paused and turned to me. Nancy, I have an amazing idea. How about we switch places? This was crazy. An hour ago, I thought I was an only child, and now I was staring at my twin. Gabby seemed adamant switching places was the best idea ever, as I'd get a taste of the city life while also helping her ace her upcoming exams. This did sound tempting. I mean, it wasn't every day your long-lost twin appeared and offered you the adventure of a lifetime, right? We didn't have much time to discuss it anymore, so we quickly switched clothes, phones, and further instructions about anything else would be discussed later over the phone. Then, I showed her the way to my house, and I headed toward the crowd of noisy students lining up for the bus back to the city. Suddenly, a girl tapped me on the shoulder, and in an annoyed tone said, Uh, where have you been? Blonde hair, a pink hairband, and wearing a choker with a heart pendant on it? Yep, this must be Katie, Gabby's best friend. I followed her onto the bus, then yawned and told her I was exhausted. I feigned sleeping for the duration of the journey back so she wouldn't start any more convos with me. So after that, things went by smoothly, until I got home and didn't know where I normally sleep at. But it's okay now, as I'm safe in Gabby's bedroom. The butler did knock on the door to ask me to come down for dinner. I know, the fact they have a butler is crazy but I just lied that I'd eaten loads on the field trip. There was no time for food now. I needed to learn as much as I could about these people. 
I searched her room and looked through her yearbooks, family photos, anything. I thought I was ready to go to school as Gabby tomorrow, but, well, as if it was that simple. The next morning, I nervously came downstairs to go to school, and of course, I had to face the entire family now. Upon seeing me, the small talks all came flying at me. How was yesterday's trip, dear? I managed to mumble out, Um, it, it was all right. Then suddenly, a hand rubbed my hair. Hey, I'm taking your PB&J, okay? You won't eat it anyway. I turned to look and saw him grinning at me before he headed outside. Oh gosh, I thought I'd melted into a puddle. He's so cute. I just wanted to follow him, but then Dad cleared his throat. Gabriella, can we please make it a day free of complaints from your teachers? Oh God, Gabby, what had you possibly done? I gulped back, nodded in response, then hurried out of there. I awkwardly lingered in front of the mansion. This was the spot where the bus dropped me off yesterday, so hope this was how it worked. Then suddenly, a scary-looking guy pulled up on the other side of the street and yelled at me. Babe, what are you doing? Get in! Me? I was his babe? Oh, so he was Dylan, my sister's boyfriend. I walked over and reluctantly climbed on the back seat. Hey! What's wrong? Are you still mad at me for letting you go on the field trip alone? Come on, you said it was okay. I didn't know what to say to him, so I stayed quiet and stared out the window. Come on, babe, I mean, this is dumb. We both know how sitting in the back always gives you travel sickness. Gosh, I really needed to say something to shut this guy up, huh? No, it's totally fine between us. Um, it's just that I feel a bit under the weather. I need a little rest, that's all, and it's more spacey here. Well, that seemed to quiet him down, but I kept on catching him giving me odd looks in the rearview mirror. Look at him! Ugh! Gabby and I might be twins, but our tasting guys couldn't be any more different. Dylan looked like the bad boy type. Green hair, a nose ring, and drove some flashy sports car, while I prefer sweet and funny guys, like Jaden but I didn't want to accidentally ruin my sister's relationship either, so when we got to school, I had to give him a peck on the cheek to make sure that we were cool. Yuck, his cologne stank. Luckily, I met Katie in the parking lot, so I followed her to class. Things were going great, at least they were, until we got to Spanish class. The teacher, Mrs. Harrison, gave me this judgy look right from the moment I walked in. Turns out, Gabby hadn't handed in her homework, and she spent the whole of the last session painting her nails. Mrs. Harrison demanded to check my homework today. Well, of course, I didn't know I had homework. So, in a disappointed voice, she said, Gabby, it's been two years and you still don't know how to conjugate any single verb. Are you proud of that? Suddenly, I heard Katie whisper, but at least she knows how to dress, Mrs. Harrison. Your sweater looks like it should have been thrown out two years ago. Then some of the class giggled. Oh my god, Katie? That was so rude. But luckily, the teacher didn't hear that. I quickly apologized to Mrs. Harrison and told her to just give me a pop quiz to make up for my missing homework. She did. And to her, and the whole class's total surprise, 
I slayed all the questions. After class, I told Katie that her comment about Mrs. Harrison wasn't cool. Laughing, she replied, Jeez, why are you so uptight today? But on seeing my unfaltering expression, she quickly changed the subject. You've still got to help me with the plan, okay? You promised. She winked at me. What? What plan? In confusion, I faked a smile at Katie. Oh, don't you worry, girl. I got it all set. That night, Gabby called me and we updated each other on our first day. Things went better than expected. Apparently, she loved it there, and she felt so warm and connected with mom and dad, and she was sure that they were our real parents. She also enjoyed feeding the chickens and apple picking in the backyard. However, she did almost get me fired from work as she didn't know how to use the oven, but she managed to charm her way out of it. I told her how I'd handled the Dylan situation and made peace with Mrs. Harrison. But, oh, Gabby, Katie did mention to me about some plan? What is it? Ah, oh, yeah, I promised to set her up with Jaden. I guess you'll have to carry it out for me now. My heart sank as I said, Jaden? As in, your brother Jaden? Yeah, now not biologically. It's no wonder I just couldn't get along with him. Not like us, right? I forced a laugh and changed the subject. But, oh no, Jaden was far more suited to me than rebellious Katie. But, okay, this was Gabby's life, so I needed to make sure I didn't mess it up. And maybe, when this twinning truth broke out, I'd get my chance with Jaden. For now, we agreed to continue living each other's lives. I suppose it was pretty easy, seeing as all Gabby seemed to do was hang out with her friends and avoid doing her homework. The only part I didn't like was setting Katie up with Jaden. And that's when things got complicated. Will we ever tell everyone the truth? Or this life swap is too much fun to stop? Stay tuned for part two to find out. I opened the drawer and, aha, uh -huh, there it was. I'd been looking for this magazine for ages. But as I closed the drawer, I noticed something else. A photo hiding under the magazine. There was a woman and two kids in the photo. A boy and a girl. I was so confused. Hmm, who were they? I turned it over and there was a message on the back that said, This is my new number. Call me more often. I miss you so much. Suddenly my mom came in and I was about to ask her about the photo, but she got mad and started screaming at me to get out of the room. Never, ever come into our room again. Do you hear me, Erin? We have private stuff in here. You know the rules. I, I was just looking for the magazine, I said, and quickly tucked the photo inside before running out of her room. Actually... I knew I wasn't meant to go in my parents' room, but I was doing a school essay on sustainability and I'd seen an article in my mom's magazine about it a few days back, so I'd searched the whole house to try and find it. Eventually, I knew the only place it could be was their room, so I snuck in. Usually their door was locked, so I was in luck. Ever since I was a kid, I had been forbidden to go in there, but I had no idea why. Back in my room, I couldn't stop staring at the photo. Were these my relatives or something? Long-lost cousins? The boy in the pic looked totally like my dad. Oh no. 
Reading the note behind it again, suddenly I thought this could be another family of my dad. Do you know what I meant? Yes. What if my dad had a secret family? Maybe he'd cheated on my mom and had this whole other secret life. My inner detective was going crazy. There was nothing else for it. I had to get to the bottom of this and find out the truth. I searched online for the phone number and couldn't believe it when a girl the same age as me popped up. I started scrolling through all her photos and suddenly saw one of a young guy holding a baby and the caption said, Miss the old days of being daddy's little girl. This was insane. I was certain the young guy in the photo was my dad and I needed to talk to the girl ASAP. I messaged her and told her we were related. I even sent some photos of me taken with my dad to prove it. I was shaking when I saw her reply pop up. My dad never mentioned you. Not even once. That hurt me so much. I couldn't believe this girl was actually my dad's daughter too. Now, how am I supposed to break this news to mom? She'd freak out. I couldn't bear the thought of seeing this crush her. So, I decided to go clear things up myself first. A few days later, my dad was going on a business trip to Boston. Again. He was always going to Boston. I'd always believed he was just super busy at work. But now I knew the truth as my dad's secret daughter had confirmed she was also from Boston. I mean, of course she was. So I told my mom I was going to spend the week. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And at my friend's house. And the moment my dad left, I jumped in a cab that I'd called and asked the driver to follow him. When we got to Boston, I saw my dad stop outside of a house and then glance around as if he thought he was about to get caught. Then he got out of his car and rang the doorbell. A woman came to open and immediately they started kissing. Then a young girl appeared and, yep, it was exactly the people in the photo. I was shaking so much, I actually dropped the money for the cab. It felt like my dad had punched me in the chest. I was so upset. He had this whole other family that mom and I had no clue about. I couldn't stand it anymore. Mom didn't deserve this. I walked towards the house and was so focused on what I was planning to say to my dad, I didn't even notice a van pulling up right next to me. Suddenly, everything went black, and I realized I had been blindfolded. A huge hand was covering my mouth so I couldn't even scream. I felt tape being put across my lips, sealing them shut. Then someone yanked me backwards and shoved me into some kind of car. Oh my god, was I being kidnapped? Why? 
Had my dad seen me and now he was trying to cover his tracks? This was like something out of a movie. They even tied me up. After what felt like a billion hours, we finally stopped and I was dragged out of the car into a cold, dark building. Someone took my blindfold off, but it was so dark inside I couldn't really see anything except a single light bulb above my head. The tape across my mouth was pulled off and I was untied. I wanted to run out of there as fast as possible, but I was terrified. Two men dressed in black were standing in the room and one of them glared at me and said, They think they can hide you forever? (laughs) Who are you? I shouted. Where am I? If it's money you want, call my dad. Please just let me go, I said in what must have been the shakiest voice ever. Don't worry, we're not going to hurt you. We don't even need money. It's your parents we want. In three weeks, they'll be out of prison. And then they'll need to come here to get you back. Then we can really punish you for knowing too many secrets about us. I had no idea what they were talking about. Prison? My parents aren't in prison. You've got the wrong person. One of the men just laughed and said, It's been 12 years, and yet you still don't know about it. Then he walked off laughing his head off. What? What were they talking about? None of this made any sense. My dad was a businessman, and my mom was a housewife. This was all some big mix-up. It had to be. They'd locked me in that dark room. I tried to scream and bang on the door, but no one heard me. Or if they did, they didn't care. The next few days were some of the worst of my life. I didn't think I'd survive. Twice a day someone slipped food under the door, and I spent most of the time trying to think of ways to escape. There was no window, but there was a small air vent, and if I could just open it, I thought I might be able to crawl through and get the heck out of this disgusting, shabby place. Lucky for me, they'd given me a fork to eat with, and slowly I'd been using it to loosen the screws on the grid of the vent. Finally, on the third night, I waited until everything was dead quiet, and I got into the vent. I crawled through and managed to get out. I was at the back of some old abandoned warehouse, and as I stood up to stretch my legs, someone covered my mouth from behind. Oh, no! How had I got caught so quickly? But then I heard a voice. Shh, are you okay? I almost screamed. (gasps) It was my mom. How did you find me? I asked. But she just grabbed my hand and said, Let's get out of here. Then I'll explain. We climbed through a small gap in the fence, and then I saw a black car by the road. I started to panic again, but my mom told me it was for us. And then as we climbed in, she said to the driver, I got her, James. Let's go. It was only then that I finally took a look at my mom and realized what she was wearing. She was in all black and looked like a spy or something. Um, mom, what's going on? My mom bit her lip and said she couldn't hide it from me anymore. What she told me next was unbelievable. Turns out my parents weren't even my real parents. My biological mom and dad used to be members of this mob, but 12 years ago they'd been given an impossible task and they refused to do it, so their boss said he'd harm me as their punishment. My parents had no choice but to turn themselves in and ask the police for protection for me. In return, they gave the police some confidential info about the mob. Whoa, I was shocked. So, you're not my mom? My real parents are in prison? I felt like my head was spinning. How could my life get so crazy? Yep, they're in prison. Back then, the police stormed into the mob's headquarters, but the boss had managed to escape. 
That's why we put you in the protection program, because we knew he'd come search for you. This was too much. I didn't want such a dramatic life. Then I suddenly remembered there was more drama. Mom, um, I found out Dad was cheating on you, so I followed him here to Boston. Did you follow him too? I mean, how did you find me? This was so weird. My mom didn't look sad at all. She said, actually, he wasn't cheating. That woman and those kids are his family. You see, at the time, he and I were the only two people qualified enough to adopt you. So he actually left his family to fake our family life to protect you. It was all part of the protection program. But he missed his family so much. That's why he went back to see them most weekends. I'm so sorry, Aaron. We didn't expect it to turn out like this. When you didn't come home on Sunday, I used the GPS we set on your phone. And that's how I found you. Okay. My head was spinning even more. Not only were they not my real parents, they weren't even a real couple. This was absolute insanity. And all to protect me? Wow. And as it turns out, it worked out pretty well. Because by tracking me, they found the new boss's hideout. And now the police had arrived and he was finally being arrested. As for me and my family, we had to pretend to be a real family. For now. And actually, it wasn't that hard because I loved them so much and they'd sacrifice the past 12 years of their life to protect me. I'd be eternally grateful to them, and my biological parents would be out of prison soon, and then I'd be reunited with them. I don't remember anything about them, but they also sacrificed their lives to protect me, so they must be pretty amazing, right? Ew, there's a fly in my drink! That's so gross! I'm not paying for this! The kid shoved the cup of lemonade in my hand, then ran away. I just saw you drop it in, and it's not even a real fly. Hey, stop! I shouted after him, but it was too late. He'd gone, and now so had the rest of my customers. Dang it, that was the third time this week, and I knew exactly who was behind this. Michael! I glared over the fence, then charged towards his lemonade stand. Seeing his fake grin, I got even more furious that I poured the cup of lemonade over his sneakers, snatched a dollar bill out of his hand, and then walked off. You see, I'm Amy, and I'm the kind of girl who knows what she wants and gets what she wants. And what I want is for Mike to admit defeat and stop messing with my business. Ugh! I've been on this mission for the past 10 years. I kid you not, it's a literal war between us. It's not fun in games at all, especially now that we have our parents involved in this. You see, my parents and his parents are best friends. In fact, they're so close that I'm pretty sure back in the day, our moms planned their pregnancies together. So me and Mike were born only a week apart. And of course, I was born before him. So there's that. I've won right from the first round. In your face, Mikey. But even worse than the joint birthday parties, shared vacations, and being classmates with him for over a dozen years, I have to live next door to him too. Yep, our parents deliberately moved in next door as they thought raising us together would be fun. They dreamed of us being the best of friends like them. Ugh, no chance. Instead, our disliking for each other began at an early age. Whenever Mike came over, he would throw my Barbie dolls across the room, cut the hair off of them, or wrap my dollhouse in toilet paper. So 
I retaliated by turning his room into a Lego minefield. Ha! And then I drew flowers on his stupid face while he was napping. Our parents put this down to the cute little things kids did, but nothing about this was cute. This meant war. Our feud heated up once we started to go to school. Everything was a contest between us, from grades, school activities, and even just for the window seat on the school bus. Once, before the summer holiday started, our teachers suggested that over the break, we could have fun helping out our parents with some useful activities, like making homemade goods and selling them in our front yard. Upon hearing that, I caught Mike's challenging look and knew that this meant one thing. Okay then, game on. On the first day, I got up early to set up my lemonade stand out in my front yard. But then I looked to my left and guess what I saw in dear Mikey's yard? Yep, a lemonade stand. Ooh, why did he have to be such a copycat? We both seemed to attract lots of customers, but I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like he was selling more than me. So over the summer, I used my profits to upgrade my lemonade stand little by little, with eye-catching decorations, promotions, and I even added lemon snow cones to my menu. Finally, my queue seemed notably longer than Mike's. The snow cones were doing the trick. But then, a loud speaker sounded out from next door. Come and try my new iced tea! Handmade using my secret recipe! Try it today at an introductory half-price offer! To my utter dismay, most of the people in my queue left and went over to Mike's stand. Oof, the sneak! Then worse he started blasting out catchy tunes to catch people's attention. That summer ended, but it had kick-started the entrepreneur dreams in our little hearts. So throughout the next summer breaks, we continued to grow our businesses. I expanded my stand to sell a selection of drinks, snacks, and fast foods, with delivery service too. Once, with my friend's help, we even included a car washing service. Another time, we opened a little creche in our garden so busy parents could drop their kids off for a couple of hours and also grab a drink to go while they were there. Sounds good, right? But you know what? Whatever I sold, whatever I did, a couple of days later, Mike went and did the exact same thing. And then he had the cheek to accuse me of copying his ideas. Ugh, he was so annoying. Anyway, now at 17, what started out as a fun hobby expanded so much that I opened a mini diner in my garage. At first, it just made sense, as it meant I had customers regardless of the weather. Plus, there were also a few tables outside, and not to brag, but the seats were rarely empty. But then, of course, you guessed it. Mike went and turned his garage into a mini diner, too. Oof! Our diners became well-known hotspots in our neighborhood and they proved so popular that our parents continued to run them all year round. I was mad that whatever I did, Mike went and did it too. Then, to bug me further, he sent his friends around on a Saturday, and they just sat there taking up all of the seats, while only ordering Cokes. So, I sent my friend Cynthia around to his diner, and she pretended to have food poisoning after eating their food. Then she proceeded to fake gag and ran to the restroom back and forth until the customers all freaked out and left. But then he started to spread negative feedback about our place on the internet. And I did the same in return. 
Ugh, there's no ending to this fight ever. But I will never back down. I knew Mike had a huge crush on this Stacy girl in his science class. And one time after school, I saw him leading her into his house, probably to bore her senseless bragging about his lousy business again. So I quickly put on makeup and changed into a cute dress. It's showtime, baby. I went over to Mike's house right on time to see him serve Stacy some of his restaurant's signature dishes. I put on an act and jumped on him. You're cheating on me with this girl? She has nothing on me. How could you? I continued to make a scene, pulling on Mike's hair and screaming, until Stacy looked super awkward and made an excuse to leave. Result. But uh-oh, Mike didn't seem to see the funny side of this. I'd actually never seen him look this mad before. His ears went bright red, then he shouted at me. Amy, competition or not, have I ever interfered in your private life? You've crossed the line this time. He knocked over the drink he'd made for Stacy, then sneered as he walked away. Seeing as you let yourself in, you can let yourself out. So, seemed like I'd won this round, but why didn't it feel good at all? And more like, embarrassing? After that, Mike wouldn't even look me in the eye. Whatever. I mean, he would soon mellow down and mess with my business again anyway. Right? Then one day after school, I arrived home to find my parents sitting with some strange, professional-looking man. They called me over to join them, then the man told me how he wanted to open a well-known fast-food franchise in the neighborhood. Upon seeing me looking not really interested in what he was saying, he snidely remarked, Come on, you get what I mean. It'd be ridiculous to have three fast-food restaurants all in the same place, right? And let's face it, yours is just some fun little kitty's hobby, which will never go anywhere. Take this. He held out an envelope. And go focus on your grades. Just leave business to the adults. Furious, I snatched the envelope off of him. Yep, it was full of dollar bills. How dare he try and bribe me? What a jerk. So I threw it back at him, then stormed off. Think about it, Amy. The man shouted after me. Don't go making a decision you'll come to regret. The next day, when I arrived home from school, the man was sitting in my diner eating my awesome pancakes. Ugh, why couldn't he get the hint? I stormed over and told him to leave. He grinned at me, then said, Hmm, these are good. You know, I think there's room for both of our businesses. All you have to do is take some items off your menu. He gestured to the pancakes. And spread some rumors about Mike's diner's hygiene not being up to scratch to close it down, and I'll let you keep your diner. Seeing my confused look, he added another push. I'm only telling you this because I know you're a smart girl. Smarter than that boy. So, choose wisely. Well, that's true. I am smarter than Mike, but this was crazy. I spent all evening considering it. I mean, there's no way I could compete against a big-name franchise, but this way, I stood some sort of a chance, right? But as annoying as Mike was, could I really do this to him? At 2 a.m., I sat up in bed, still so torn about this all. I rushed next door and threw a stone at Mike's window. The light in his room turned on right away. Obviously, 
He was having a sleepless night, too. He looked out and saw me, then he joined me on the porch, and we sat there in silence for a good while. Then he spoke up. Ames, your pancake tower is amazing. Really? Sighing, I replied. Honestly, I drool just thinking about your double-deck burger. But if we don't take those dishes off our menus, I think that man will find a way to close us down. He shook his head. Well, the Ames I know wouldn't quit that easily, right? I let out another long sigh. Yeah, but this is different. They're a big-name franchise. Our small little dining wouldn't be able to hold up for long. Sooner or later... Then we fell back into this despairing silence. I say we can do it. We can do it together. Mike suddenly stood up and pointed at our houses. We have plenty of space to open up one big diner. <laughs> what do you say? Me and him working together? Would that ever work? But, well, nothing's impossible for big girl Amy. I grinned at him. Bring it on. Let's fight till our last breath. So the very next day, we joined forces and started preparing for the opening of the joint diner. Naturally, our parents were, of course, thrilled with the idea. They happily broke down the fences and even built a joint corridor to connect our houses together. We're now officially registered as one business and have all of our food, safety, and hygiene certificates. You know, the boring but official stuff. As for the franchise man, it turns out people in town are loyal to us. So when the story of his dirty tricks spread out, everyone said they'd boycott his restaurant if he ever opened it. So we never heard from him again. Huh, that's karma for you. And what happened next? Well, Mike and I are still running our business together, and it's going pretty well so far. It's a real family affair, with everyone helping out. Actually, it turns out running our own business together is far more fun than competing against each other. Maybe Mike isn't as bad as I always made him out to be. And sometimes, I still claim myself to be his girlfriend when I catch a girl lurking around him. I guess he should learn to get used to having only one girl in his life. And thinking about it, I suppose that's always been me. 